Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You have no second-round pick, so some maneuvering to take place there. And if you trade Justin Fields to Atlanta, you could get the eighth pick overall. So you could have one, eight, nine field and be able to recoup a second-round pick by trading down with one of those two picks, either eight or nine. So a lot of maneuverability for the Bears either way field. But if it's me, I'm taking Caleb Williams number one and trading Justin Fields. You've heard the clip, Mel Kuyper saying what he do, but, but interestingly saying that potentially could happen. He's just saying, he's not saying it is or that they're dangling it. It's just a possibility that Atlanta could take trade for uh, Justin Fields with the eighth pick. And, and Hub, for me, the only way anything like that even happens, if it becomes possible, is that if Jaden Daniels is taken early, right? Because mm-hmm. Atlanta, obviously, you know, the Heisman winner, that somebody that they would like, right? LSU kind of nearby over there. But, you know, it, 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 would, be, it would be interesting, but there'd have to be a run on quarterbacks early. Hub, just before we go to the phones and, and, t- and talk about some of these text messages, one thing that I'm concerned about with, let's say, if something like that were to happen, is the money that you got to pay everybody, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people would trade, the, you know, even I've said, like, hey, we can trade the nine pick if, if somebody's thirsty and wants a quarterback if they like Michael Penix or if Jaden Daniels is still available, you know, to, to trade down a couple of picks to a Denver or, or Oakland, or excuse me, Las Vegas, you know, they might want to come up and get that quarterback and, you know, but... Nobody is anybody worried about paying three first round picks, or is that does, does that come up and become an issue at some point? Well, no, I don't think anybody's worried about it because a they're not all going to be in the same year, you know, and so it does get spread out a little bit. But beyond that, even as first round picks, it's not the kind of money that you're talking about when these quarterbacks or these top end players get to their second contract. Okay, and and so yeah, you know, it's a fair amount of money, but but. At some point, if you want what you want in talent, you got to pay for it. You got to figure out a way to do it. <laughs> That's real. They got to do that. Uh, wait, Houston did it last year with uh, Will Anderson Jr. and C.D. Stroud. Got the job done. Uh, hopefully, the Bears can do something along those lines. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we got Carmen Vitali. Yeah, Carmen Vitali joining us at seven twenty p.m. Uh, from Fox Sports. Uh, but leading up to that, see, see some of your opinions. What do you guys have been thinking? Gabriel Ramirez, Hubarkus here on six seventy to score. Uh, let's go to Ben out in South Bend. Now, you're throwing out a guy, Ben, that is kind of like a DJ Moore situation where you want him in return along with some draft picks for 
for what the Bears have, right? Um, yeah, but um, I have a question about maybe someone, a player they could trade for. Yeah, t- talk to um, me. Maybe like uh, DeForest Buckner from the Colts, like a third or fourth round pick, maybe. That would be a good option, a veteran and a three-tech that they, I think they desperately need. Well, I mean, it's an interesting thought. You know, I don't know what the price would be in the trade. And if you're talking about getting them for a third or a fourth round pick, um, you know, it's it's one player to fill one spot in an area where they just drafted, you know, uh, two kids in the second round. And, you know, I'm not sure that that's their main focus right yeah. now. Um, but it's not a bad idea. You're not talking about overpaying for a pretty good football player. I, you know, when you're reading a lot of, you know, mock drafts, you know, just, you know, obviously, you know, doing your research, a lot of people have bears with, you know, one of their needs, defensive tackle is, is that a miss because that that's still a need, but you, you spent two picks early picks on defensive tackles last season. Well, I, I think the junior was or senior. Javon Jackson Jr. Yeah, nope. he was actually playing much better the last five six weeks of the season, and they were talking about the way he was coming on. You know, these are rookies coming out of their first year on a bad football team. So, no, you're not ready to write them off or disappointed yet. Um, and again, you know, we're hearing fans' opinions, we're hearing media opinions, we're not hearing what Ryan Bowles, you know, or, or Kevin Warren or somebody are saying. So, no, I don't think that they're disappointed in what they did last year. I think that they're excited about, you, uh, uh, you know, the guys that they yeah. took in the second round. And, and Tyreek Stevenson, nobody talks about what a great p- deal that was as an extra part of the trade, you know? And and so um, that's why I keep sticking with, I think that last year went so well that I would do it again well, and use those extra picks again. It's so funny, huh? Because, you know, like you said, it's all the fans, you know, opinions and our opinions about what we think people should do. And then you think about last year's draft with the number one pick, everyone had an opinion of what should happen. And no one was right. Mm-hmm. No one predicted a DJ Moore <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a second round pick and, a, you know, next year's first for that pick. No one anticipated that move. And so it's just interesting because you know we we're not privy to the information. We're not we're not in the room listening to the phone calls that are coming in, seeing how desperate some of these teams are. I mean, you just heard Jason Fitz uh, from Yahoo Sports mention that this might be the biggest haul ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it could potentially be if a team is that desperate because there are so many that would want uh, the services of a, of a Caleb Williams. And you know, if the Bears are going to be dangling it, and somebody's going to really want that, and they're going to have to do what the Carolina Panthers is mortgage some of their future in order to get a quarterback. You know, Gabe. We could give our audience a lot better answers if Ryan Poles would just give us copies of their draft sheets <laughs> yeah, and show us yeah. how they have these kids rated, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. then we'd have a much better idea uh, of what we're talking about. But but this much I am completely confident about, and it's tough for a Michigan alum to say this, but I have no doubt that the Ohio State wide receiver is going to be a multi-time pro bowler. Yeah. I cannot say that about any of the top 10 quarterbacks in this draft. That's just reality. That's not opinion. That's reality. And and, and that's the way you have to approach this. What am I getting for how I spend my assets? Yeah, and that's such a great point, right? Because when you're looking at Marvin Harrison Jr., zero drops this year. I mean, when you watch him play, he just looks like a man amongst boys, and you know you put a 5-10. Like, you're going up against some team that has a backup cornerback. Let's just say, starting cornerback goes down. You got to face the Bears. And now you got your A on, you know, DJ Moore or on Marvin Harrison Jr. The other guy gets the backup, and the, the, it's, it's going to be bad. I have another question, which is kind of unrelated, but is also quite related, that, that I've now heard it three or four times since we started the show. Why is anybody talking about Michael Penix ahead of J.J. McCarthy? 
Did nobody watch the championship game? I, I, I mean, I, that's I, unfair. Hub. Well, Michigan's defense was significantly better than Washington's. Yes, it was. And, and but 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 Penix still played badly. <laughs> and, and I'm just talking about with a top ten pick or something. I mean, fair. You, you know, I, I just I, I didn't watch all of his games. I, I have more homework to do. I'm not saying he's not going to be a great quarterback, sure. but I understand why people are talking about Williams and May. Uh, you know, uh, the, the others are not, they're in the next category, you know, and, and the Bears can have any one of them with the right trade for number one and have the wide receiver, two wide receivers, and a pass rusher. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, I guess I keep saying the same yeah. thing, and I'm sorry, guys. No, 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 but you're, keep... but you're saying the right thing, which is what what you were just saying is is adding talent to a team to get them to a Super Bowl, which is what you've been preaching today, right? And so when you mention a, Two wide receivers and a, D, a rusher, and that—that's what you're saying. You're 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 envisioning what a Super Bowl contending team looks like, and it is a team that has added those pieces and can fit and can figure out that quarterback situation in those moments. Here's another question for you: What if the Bears could trade the number one overall pick for Justin Herbert? Nothing else. Just trade the pick for Justin Herbert. Yeah, I don't know if I mean if I don't know if the Chargers would do that, but if you could. I think the Bears do it in a heartbeat. I'd make that deal. Yeah. And, and I continue to say I wouldn't trade the pick. That deal I'd make because at least then I'd be getting a quarterback I was sure about. Yeah. You know, and, and that's how hard it a is to do. pro bowler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's how hard it is to do, yeah. you know. And so I'm not saying that they're thinking about, sure, you know, sure. doing that. Um, but it would be an interesting trade. Yeah, it is. It's Hubbard is Gabe Ramirez, you know, 670 to score. Uh, let's go back out to the phones. We've got Ken and Evanston. All right, Ken. So you don't want you don't want to trade the number one for Herbert, but you want to you want to do something else with it. What do you like? Oh, hey, good evening, guys. Yeah, I don't see the problem in drafting Williams number one and uh, having them compete in training camp. And um, I'm by the way, um, I'm a big denier of this. If you only have if, if if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I don't buy that because you need two quarterbacks. One of them is going to get hurt. Well, I, I've said repeatedly that I would trade the number one pick, but I would not trade Justin Fields, and I would take a quarterback with one of the number one picks I would get. So we agree on that. No. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, here's a, Justin Fields, he cost you three number one picks. Why is he suddenly only worth a two or a three? You know, I mean, that's something. I'm not sure that anybody's offering them value at this point for Justin Fields. So all these things have to be considered. But the most important thing is I would like to see one more year with a new offensive staff of what Justin Fields can do, even if it's as, as a special player as opposed to a quarterback. You know, I, I'm not in a hurry to get rid of him. I just have not seen anything that suggests to me that he is going to be your franchise quarterback. Yeah, it's interesting because for me, Hub, I say to myself, if you're not going to get a first-round pick for Justin Fields, right, and it's a second or a third rounder, I don't think that changes if you allow him to stay with the team. He plays a couple games with the new, like you're saying, new talent and new offensive system. Because we know Ryan Poles isn't afraid to pull the trigger at the trade deadline. And we also know that teams will be desperate for a quarterback every year because someone's going to go down. As Ken just mentioned, quarterbacks get injured. So I, I just think if you're not getting a first, I think you can – There's unless you're concerned about what that might do in the locker room to have a Caleb Williams and a Justin Fields there or whoever that might be, I think you just let them play because you're going to get the same thing, you know, laid it on the line. It's not going to be – you know, there's no rush to do that. And I think that, again, you – you increase the chances of yourself having a high-quality team because you then 
for all the people that are like, well, what if Justin Fields goes somewhere else and balls out? Well, you get a chance to see that for the first couple of weeks that he matures, gets another weapon, you know, ha- has a better understanding or somehow miraculously makes quicker decisions and gets the ball out quicker. But, you know, that, that that's something that just remains to be seen. You know, the the one thing that I can tell all our listeners as, as a fact, as far as I'm concerned, I've been doing this for over 40 years. I've been in, in, in locker rooms, every locker room, not just the Bears, for over 40 years. There is not a single player on the Bears who's going to play more poorly or try less hard or, or, or be a problem for the roster if Justin Fields is traded. You know, I, I keep hearing that part of the story. I think it's great that his teammates right. like him so much. I think it's great that they want him to stay. <laughs> right. I hope they get to keep him. But 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 stop this already! Right, right. Oh, they, the players want him to stay, so you got to keep him. It's another. It's not even a reason. I mean, it makes no sense. No. I, you know, we go through this always in January and February, and then by you know March and April, we're back to where we need to be. Yeah. And 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 they'll get over whatever deals they make. Trust me, I'll just pull out one of their quotes when they say, "This is a business." And I think that most players understand that. And if Justin moves on, that does not take away their desire to win a Super Bowl or to win the division. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez, Hubarkish, here on 670 The Score. Uh, let's take one more. Uh, we got Brandon from Addison. Brandon, so you're not even worried about Caleb Williams because you think there's, uh, there's some talent that could come on next year that could be better, right? Brandon, you there? So close. Brandon was going to – there you go, Brandon. Hey, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. Colorado is going to be on ice next year. Shador Sanders is going to be everywhere. If he actually pulls through, we just have a super defense built like the Seahawks. We had the top four cornerbacks rated in the top 20. Uh, There's only a couple teams that had two, and it was Cleveland, and we were up on them, 17-7. But then you just write it out with Justin. If he falls flat on his face, he'll lose the locker room. Ryan Poles has full authority to go up to get Shador Sanders. And we could probably get Deion Sanders, too, as well. You know, so. For what? That's all. Says the coach of the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you had me until the end. <laughs> what do you want Deion Sanders for? He Should, can't play anymore. <laughs> Shador Sanders, number one ranked uh, right now, quarterback for the 2025 draft. Uh, right behind, behind him, Drew Aller from Penn State, who had a not bad an all right year. Uh, and then Connor Wiegman from Texas A&M. But, I mean, Shadur Sanders, I, I can see it because, you know, he is athletic, but you did get to see a lot of arm strength uh, during the season, and, and he was dropping some dimes. He had some good talent uh, in the wide receiver room for him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what Colorado does in the transfer portal, see if they can uh, replace some of, those, some of those wide receivers, get some more talent on that squad, and see what Shadur, Shadur Sanders does next year. That'll be interesting. Every year there are going to be quarterbacks ranked in the first round. Every year, somebody's going to say it's the best quarterback draft ever. I've never heard as much about it as I have this year. I shouldn't say never, but it's been a long time since I've heard so many okay. people who I respect be so high on this group of quarterbacks. But, but again, the point is, the reason is because there's so many of them. It's not just because Caleb Williams point. is coming out. It's not just because May is coming out. The Bears have all kinds of ways to, to attack that position. And, 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 and that's why I'm going to continue to say it until it either happens or doesn't happen. Take advantage of the assets that you can have. If it is going to be a s- historic trade value, 
take advantage of it. You can find your quarterback some way else. You can even sign a veteran free agent. You can do a lot of things. With, if you add all this other talent, if you use whatever picks you get correctly, you're going to be a much better football team. I love it. All right, coming up next, we get to continue the conversation about not only Justin Fields, but the NFC North. For that, we get to talk to Carmen Vitali, NFC North reporter for Fox Sports. What does she think uh, will be the pecking order next year? and the NFC North when things are said and done. We'll talk to her next. It's Gabe Ramirez and Hub Arkish right here on Chicago Sports. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I wouldn't mind some experience in the play calling department either. And I think a guy like Greg Roman, who is kind of the architect of the, the coaching approach of fitting your personnel and designing systems around your quarterback, whoever that is. He was able to do it so well with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. This is exactly the type of guy that you want to get in there in order to really design a system around whoever you have under center. 
Gabe Ramirez, Hub Arkish here on 670 The Score. That is our next guest. As she was hanging out with my homie, Caitlin Sharkey. We used to do, uh, shout out to WGN. We used to do Bears Unleashed together. Sharky, I miss you. Hit me up. All right. Let's talk about this, uh, not only the Bears team, but I want to know who our next guest thinks is going to be the last NFC North team standing. Uh, for that, uh, we bring her right in on our guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. She covers the NFC North for Fox Sports and does a myriad of other things. It is Carmen Vitali. Carmen, always a pleasure. Welcome back to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. All right, so let's let's start there with, you know, the playoffs and our NFC North teams that are in there. You know, I know people sometimes hate that the Packers win, but sometimes you kind of say to yourself, okay, well, at least now we're in, like, a really good division. <laughs> so we have an excuse <laughs> under our belt. But, but, but Carmen, I'm curious, who do you think is going to be the, the last NFC North team standing in this playoffs? Yeah, I, listen, I don't know that I want to bet against the Packers either, though they definitely have the objectively tougher test going into San Francisco and facing the Niners, who have been the boogeyman for the Green Bay Packers in recent memory, uh, which is interesting because they have been the Cowboys' boogeyman, and they went into Dallas and completely dominated in a fashion that I don't think anybody saw coming. So I'm not necessarily out on the Packers pulling off another upset, but at the same time, I have to think that the Detroit Lions passed to the next round is a little bit easier as much as that kind of pains me to say for all six years that I spent in Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers. Uh, I just think that Detroit has the home field advantage. That was clearly a factor against the Rams last, this last weekend and Detroit wants it so incredibly bad and they have everything to play for. And they also just have a really good team. And I think they're getting some good matchups as they keep going along in this postseason. You know, Carmen, the problem that Detroit has, though, is that they don't have a very good defense. And, yep. and, and you know, particularly, uh, I, I shouldn't say particularly because, you know, they get the box. They couldn't have gotten much luck. But the way Mayfield played last night, played this weekend, you know, the, the Lions certainly didn't make it easy in their game. And, you know, I just, I, I think the Lions, they've arrived this year. They finally won a division title. A good way to put it. But I think that team may still be a year away until they get better on defense. I agree with you. I've been concerned about their defense all year long, especially that pass defense with the lack of rotation it's ended up having given all of the injuries. And we haven't really seen the pass rush be as dominant as I think they, the Lions have been banking on because they know that they have some deficiencies in the defensive backfield. But you do have Aiden Hutchinson, who has been playing out of his mind the last few weeks. You have a lean McNeil back uh, on the interior of that defensive front, which is really big for the Lions. But I, I'm, I'm totally with you in that this is concerning given the fact that the Bucks showed yesterday that they can beat you with guys that are not named Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I fully intend or fully expect the Lions to try and take those two away. But then there's only so many guys that you can game plan for. And there's only so many guys that Detroit has the bodies to game plan for. So that's going to be the interesting matchup there. But I do think that Jared Goff and company are fully capable of putting up points. And if they can do that, if Jared Goff's line can protect them against a really dominant and creative defensive front in, uh, with the Buccaneers, I think that the Lions can pull this off. We are talking to Fox Sports' very own Carmen Vitali right here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez, Hub Arkish. Um before we get to the Bears, let's just, just chat about Jordan Love quickly. I mean, over the last – I mean, it, the, the, the numbers are really impressive. When you're looking at the interception to, to – excuse me, the touchdown to interception ratio, 
and just, you know, how he's kind of handled himself, right, his poise over the last couple of games. Talk to me about, you know, his, his pro- progression over the course of the season and uh, to where it's at right now. It's interesting you say over the last couple of weeks with Jordan Love's poise because, honestly, from watching him all season, he has had that poise the entire time, and that's kind of the guy that he is. Matt LaFleur talks about how he never gets too high, never gets too low. All of his teammates talk about how even Keeley was. I was in Dallas. I was there at the end of the tunnel as the Packers were coming off the field after winning that game. And you would have never known Jordan Love had just won a playoff game. He was so, he was happy, don't get me wrong, but he was not like whooping or hollering or anything. It was just like a, yeah, this is what I expected to happen. I know who my team is. I know who I am and I know what I'm capable of. So there's just been a maturation of Jordan Love in his game and his grasp of the offense, and not only his grasp of the offense, but his young receivers, their grasp of the offense, his offensive line, they finally figured out the right combination in front of him. So when all that kind of clicked together, Jordan Love was able to kind of open up and and feel more comfortable in this offense. And in turn, Matt LaFleur opened the playbook up too, and you just saw so much creativity out of this Green Bay Packers offense, and Jordan Love is in command of it all. Carmen, I, you know, getting back a little bit to, to that Packer defense, uh, I worry mostly about the run defense, and, and with the matchup they're getting this weekend, that's not a good place to have trouble with your run defense. No, absolutely, and the Packers defense has been inconsistent. They played better recently, and we've seen their pass rush come alive, but with as much talent as, as on that side of the ball, there's been no excuse for them not living up to expectations the last couple of years. That's why you see Packers fans kind of calling for Joe Barry's head, even still. And, I mean, they had a wonderful performance against the Cowboys. They shut down C.D. Lamb for the most part. I mean, I think he only had two catches in the first half. Uh, Jair Alexander did a wonderful job, but Jair Alexander hasn't been available all season. And there's been some issues there as well. So they have things to figure out on that side of the ball. And obviously – San Francisco has not only incredible playmakers, but an incredible play caller in Kyle Shanahan that can get really creative and just scheme his guys open to the point where I'm very nervous about, like, I'm not nervous that Jordan Love can put up points even against San Francisco's really good defense, but I am nervous about the Packers defense and their bend don't break mentality because San Francisco finds ways to break you. And that they're certainly going to try to do this weekend. Uh, Carmen, speaking of play callers, you know, the Bears obviously looking for their, their next one. You mentioned, you know, Greg Roman a second ago, a guy that obviously, you know, has a Lamar Jackson if the Bears are going to keep Justin Fields. I mean, what do you think are – I mean, outside of – I mean, do you think that that's the one thing that they're looking for is just someone that, that can operate that or is it someone that can create – that can curate an offense, right, to a guy? Like someone has history doing that or is it just someone – that has worked with and and, and it has shown that he can be productive with a running quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's where the experience comes into play, and that's what I was talking about before in that clip, where it's an interesting situation, not just for the fact that you don't necessarily know who the quarterback is going to be in Chicago, but you also don't know if Matt, or if Matt Eberflus is going to be there long term. So your options are severely limited by that, and I feel like, Greg Roman is a guy that has experience that could be willing to kind of take that on, especially if you keep Justin Fields, because he does know how to incorporate a running quarterback because his runs, his offenses are so run heavy and it, they thrive with a guy like Justin Fields. 
could fry with a guy like Caleb Williams. I'm not certain that that wouldn't work out either. But I think what you've seen in the candidates that the Bears have interviewed so far is a range of guys. And we heard from Ryan Poles last week talking about they're going to present each of these offensive coordinator candidates with the different scenarios that they could do under center and see what their plan would be for each of these scenarios, which I don't necessarily hate as kind of a strategy, because if you do want a guy that can adjust to his personnel and can scheme up uh, a system based on his players, then you absolutely want to find guys that can be flexible and that have different plans that that vary between each scenario. So I, I get it from that perspective. Um, but I do think it's going to be hard to bring in someone with experience, which is why I get interviewing Greg Roman. But you could also take a chance with an up-and-comer, and it can work out. We've seen that. We saw that in, in Houston this year with the Texans and C.J. Stroud and Bobby Slowick. You know, Carmen, I'm curious. As someone who covers the entire NFC North, we know that the Lions are a, a very good football team, and, and I'm sure we'll spend their offseason, no matter what happens in these playoffs, working on that defense. We know that the Packers are much improved and the youngest team in the league. We know the Bears are the second youngest team in the league, and they seem to be getting much better the second half. Nobody's talking about the Vikings, who were in the playoffs last year, and I think probably would be this year if not for the injuries. Uh-huh. How good is the NFC North going to be in the 24 season? The future of this division is looks so fun, but it also looks so challenging because of all those reasons you just said. If Minnesota, when Minnesota, I should say, figures out what they're going to do under center, they have a defense that they can rely on while that person gets acclimated if it's not Kirk Cousins. If it is Kirk Cousins, he was playing some of his best ball before he got injured, and I realize he's going to be on the wrong side of 35 and coming off an Achilles injury, but that might be able that might allow you to keep him if you're the Minnesota Vikings because he's going to kind of come at a discount in, in a lot of ways. So they have a lot of decisions to make, but as soon as they do, they have the offensive playmakers. They have a crazy defense under a guy that has a, a really unique system, and then you have – really young teams that are dominating the division right now and are going to continue to do that because of the fact they have such young rosters and they're seeing success so early. It's just going to continue. So the Bears has so much to contend with when it comes to the teams in their division. And if anybody at the beginning of the season predicted that there were going to be two NFC North teams in the divisional round of this year's playoffs, I want to know because this was so far. I'm, I'm talking to like my editors and my fellow and um, division writers at Fox, and I'm like, raise your hand if you had my division being the one that's the most successful because nobody did. at all. That's the funny. People were like, oh, luckily they're gonna get that one in, and then there they go playing well towards the end. I mean, Green, Green Bay did that. Minnesota is gonna present an interesting situation next year when you try to see like, what who's gonna be the signal caller? What is the team gonna look like? How are they going to operate? Is Daniel Hunter coming back? Is he going to be a bear? Oh, that's just me selfishly wanting him here <laughs> next to Montez Sweat. Um, but, but I mean, these are the things that you have to look at. And I think you're right. I think the NFC North is going to be one of the best divisions in the NFL next year. Yeah, and I do think that Kirk Cousins is going to be a part of this Vikings organization going forward uh, in some capacity. Cressy Adolfo Mensa, their general manager, said as much that he would like – the plan is to bring Kirk Cousins back. They want to have Kirk Cousins back. And Kirk Cousins, in turn, said, you know, it's not necessarily about the money. It's about what the money represents. So he wants a fair shake, and he's absolutely earned that. But, yeah, you have you have decisions to make about Daniel Hunter, who is only on a one-year deal and restructured to only be on a one-year deal. 
I think that he's had a lot of fun playing in Brad Flores' defense. So I think you can probably re-sign him without too much trouble, but you're going to have to pay him quite a bit of money for all the sacks that he got this year. Um, and that's going to impact what you can do at quarterback. But I would love to see them do something like bring in a young guy, have Kirk Cousins still on the roster, let him start this next season or whenever he's ready, and then kind of help the younger guy along. Um, and you could potentially see like an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation. I know that's the ideal. That's the gold standard of letting a guy sit for a while. It doesn't often work out, but if the Minnesota Vikings could pull that off, they would be a force. Well, it's going to be interesting. There's no question about that. But I think at this point, since we're in the playoffs, it does come back to the Lions and the Packers. And, you know, the mm-hmm. Packers, I would say no chance against the 49ers until I watched what they did to the Cowboys last week. And and it wasn't just that they won the game. They torched them. I mean, they took them uh-huh. apart every way they could. And, and, and that is a pretty good Dallas Cowboys football team. How much better are the Packers today than they were six, seven weeks ago. It's the improvement is night and day because these players who are so incredibly young, not only have they grown together and they've learned Jordan loves cadence and his rhythm and how he likes things. Had they learned their own routes and their own timings, but they've also gone against NFL competition that much more. And that's allowed them to see more get experience against different kinds of coverages and understanding the why behind what they're doing. So it w- the fact that it honestly only took a season is pretty incredible with how young these guys are. I mean, Jordan Love is younger than Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, which is incredible when you think about that because you think of him as a fourth-year guy. Uh, but I just I, I can't stress enough the fact that all of these young guys have come on at the same time, and it makes them the Packers so dangerous because you never know which one of those guys is going to pop off because all of them have the capability to do so now. We're talking to Carmen Vitale here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Hub Arkish hanging out. Carmen, in your mind, you know, because we haven't talked about the draft yet, in your mind, what's the fastest way for the Bears to take the North? Is that with Justin Fields or is that taking one of the top quarterbacks in the draft? I still think it's probably with taking one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, and I'll tell you why, because – it allows you so much more flexibility with the assets you have. And the bears do have quite a bit of cap space. It's not the the top in the league anymore. After the Montez sweat contract, you still have to pay Jalen Johnson, all that good stuff, but you have the resources. If you would take a quarterback that you don't have to pay uh, by you can, you can surround him with proven talent. And that's the main component here is that, not having to pay a quarterback allows you to take known commodities in free agency because you can afford it. And I think that's the way to kind of fill these last few holes on the Bears roster because the Bears roster is a good roster. I hear it from coaches all the time that go against the Bears. They're like, this is a good team. They're going to be very good and they're going to make some noise soon. And that's completely true. And so if you can get kind of infuse this team with a little bit more experience at other positions, you can set a young guy up so well and you can put him in such a good spot this is such a unique situation the bears are in because you have the 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 pick of the litter without actually having a roster that warranted that first overall pick i don't know how you pass that up with the opportunity you have at team building in those ways and i really think that that is kind of the last the, the last pieces that need to click into place for this team to be complete and to be contenders within the next one to two years 
I'm curious, what's what's the feeling outside of Chicago? Because in Chicago, it's one thing when it comes to quarterbacks and everywhere else, it's something different. They've been trying to fix the position for 45 years now. Yeah. And they've, yeah. I don't know, 17 times, 21 times. I can't tell you. All I know is none of them have worked, okay? Is is that even relevant to this year's draft and which quarterback they take? Or do you just have to wipe that out and hope that Ryan Poles, with his first shot at a quarterback, is the guy to get it right? I mean, you can't not hope for that, right? Otherwise, why did you hire Ryan Poles? Why did you make a change? You have to hope that the guy you brought in is finally the guy to deliver. And the fact that Ryan Poles has a guy like Kevin Warren as well. I don't know Kevin Warren's effectiveness when it comes to making football decisions. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been really heavily involved in football decisions for an organization in a while. I think the last time that he had any sort of kind of football operations duties was with the Detroit Lions um, way back when. But we have you have to put your faith in those guys because also Ryan Poles, from what he's done in the draft so far, I mean, there's been a couple of missteps, but at the same time, he got an absolute haul for that trade down last year and turned that into productive players immediately. So you have to be able to trust him. And I think everybody outside the organization, being able to be kind of objective about this, I don't think most of anyone outside of Chicago thinks that the Bears should hold on to Justin Fields. I think that the, the sentiment outside of Chicago is that it makes too much sense. They're in too unique of a spot. This quarterback class is too good. Move on, reset the clock. And if Justin Fields ends up being good, great. But your quarterback could end up being great too and be in a really good spot uh, coming in immediately. So I, I, I've talked to scouts. I've talked to coaches. I've talked to assistant GMs across the league. And every single time I get the same answer, which is, yeah, you have to move on. You have to reset that clock, and you have to take one of these guys, one of these quarterbacks in the draft this year. Carmen, I can tell you that Gabe and I are here in Chicago, and we don't understand the love affair with Justin Fields either. So, <laughs> I, 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 let me rephrase that. He's a wonderful young man, yes. and, he's, and he's very bright, and he's a great athlete. So I get all that, but he has shown nothing to suggest that he's an NFL quarterback. And and and, and we spend every day talking about this. Why is there this love affair with Justin Fields as a quarterback? Because he hasn't shown it on the field. I I do as well. I mean, results matter. And I realize that he has not been set up for success. But you see situations where truly good quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks, are able to elevate people around them. They don't need all of this help. I, I, I hear that sentiment all the time of like, well, Justin has finally gets another receiver and he get another offensive lineman. There are so many quarterbacks that have made it work with less. The Bears got rid of any excuse Justin Fields had this year to not take that jump. And I didn't think that jump needed to be as big as most. Like he was not going to get to Jalen Hurts numbers from last year when he led his team to a Super Bowl because that jump would have been unprecedented. But Justin Fields still didn't take that leap. And I need my franchise guy that I'm going to spend 40 to $50 million on to make the players around him better. I need him to overcome coaching deficiencies. I need him to overcome any of these circumstances. And you can't tell me it's not possible when C.J. Stroud just went out and is continuing to have the season he had in much of the same situation in Houston. Defensive head coach. First-time play caller at OC, piecemeal offensive line. 
less weapons than Justin Fields on his offense. Although Tank Dell and Tank Nico Dell going down though. <laughs> Nico I Collins know, looks like an, a, a grown man out there amongst them little cornerback boys that are there. He it, it's really, crazy. it's very impressive. But that situation is entirely too similar to what Justin Fields has been in, in his third year. And look at what CJ Stroud was able to do. So that is what I want out of a guy that I am going to have to pay a franchise contract to for the next few years. And that's where this is going. It's a Bears keeper. I know they don't have to pay him right away. But if you pick up his fifth-year option, that's $25 million. And after that, that's where this, this, this whole thing is headed. So I, it's, I, I, I'm with you guys. You're with me. I'm preaching to the choir here. Uh, I don't quite get it. And that's, that is not speaking to Justin Fields as a person. He's a wonderful person. He's clearly a leader. The guys in the locker room love him. But this is about so much more than whether or not you just believe in him. And you guys should know, Nico Collins is why everybody should draft Michigan then. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hey, Carmen, I appreciate your insight as always, not only to the Bears, but the NFC North. Uh, always a pleasure having you on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Anytime. Of course. Carmen Vitali from Fox Sports hanging out with us here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez, Hub Arkish. You know, you know, just on the out right here, it's like, you know, people. The, one of the pe- excuses people have for Justin Hub is like, hey, you know, get him another receiver. Get him more offensive line. Get him a new, a new coordinator. But, but, but he did get a DJ Moore. He did get a Darno right this season. And it's a better team than it was last year. But like we were just mentioning, there's not even a a, a little bit of a blip in, in, in his statistics where it should have been, you know, significantly better. And you could say he missed a couple games. Well, he missed some games last year too. But but there should be some things that you can at least point to. And we couldn't see it on the field, right? But 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 but, you, but some statistics you should be able to say, hey man, you should have way more, at least a handful more passing yards. You, you know, your completion percentage should be, which it was, it was a little bit higher. But it should be, you know, things like that. But I just feel like it wasn't there. Not enough to justify. Uh, or to say that you think he can be what people think he's going to be. Carmen actually just made one of the best thoughts that I've heard, uh, and I hadn't really thought about it myself, but one of the main jobs, maybe the main job for a franchise quarterback is to make the players around him better. It's not for the players around him to make him better. Yeah, and the coaching staff. And 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 I would ask anybody, who has Justin Fields made better? You know, and it just it, it hasn't happened yet. Listen, Aaron Rodgers got Lou Getzey a job as an offensive coordinator. I don't think Justin Fields is getting Andrew Janoco an offensive coordinator position anytime soon. All right, uh, speaking of offensive coordinator, who do you like, Hub, as the next offensive coordinator or the qualifications that that person should have? Uh, we are going to discuss the OC opening for the Chicago Bears on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez and Hub Arkish on 6 I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 70 score. I think you have to have identity for sure, um, but you also have to be able to adjust. Um, you know, you have to be able to stand on something. You know, a run of the football is one of them. And I also think that but being adjustable and adaptable is another one. Getting the explosives, which I think, you know, was referred to um, there, is, is obviously how you score points. That's how you score points. And, uh, again, we're going to have to continue to grow that way. It's Gabe Ramirez, Hub Arkish here on 670 to score. That was Coach Eberflus obviously talking about what he wants from his next offensive coordinator. Hub, the, the I know you were there at the presser. For me, what I really enjoyed was them saying that they wanted an all-star 
you know, cast mm-hmm. uh, in there. Um, what does an all-star offensive coordinator look like to you for this team? For this team? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really hard for me because I've covered them all, but I've never hired an offensive coordinator, you know. And beyond that, what I think is more relevant is everybody keeps talking about the best offensive coordinators. I can't think of any current offensive coordinator who's going to leave the team he's with to come and be the offensive coordinator for the Bears. So what you're really talking about is position coaches, quarterback coaches, maybe offensive line coaches, guys who are ready to take the next step. I don't pretend to know who the best you know, sure. running backs coaches are in the NFL. And that's why I kind of prefer, I, I stay quieter. I like to hear who the Bears are talking to and then immediately start to study and find out. But I was looking up during the break, uh, you know, a couple lists of top offensive coordinators. And one of the first names that I get, I'm sitting here, is Thomas Brown with the Carolina Panthers. Did any team in the NFL have a worse offense than the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> so, I, you know, I mean, I, I'd love to have answers for our, for our listeners, but um, th- there's nobody. I want Kyle Shanahan. That's yeah, who I want. Right, Give up your head right, coaching right, job. Right. Come, come here and be <laughs> right, the offensive right, coordinator. Right. Um, you know, I want to hear who the Bears are talking to and then study them and start to get some sense of why, but I can't pretend to know who would be the best choice for the Bears until I at least know who's yeah. on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for me, I mean, I'm obviously I think a majority of people aren't that, all right, in where they can tell you and confidently and watch people or have seen their careers in that sense. But I, I certainly can say, you know, what I do want and how I would love to be greedy uh, with my desires for an offensive coordinator. I look at, you know, and, and then when I think of, because I have thought about that, right, like what, especially you heard Carmen say it, like, there's uncertainty around Eberflus and whether he'll be here in a couple of years. So what what would be enticing about that? But then I look at a guy, you know, like like if you're looking at at Roman or if you're looking at the heck uh, offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, I think sometimes, especially a guy like Greg Roman, even though he's he's older, but like sometimes you people want you to prove yourself somewhere else, mm-hmm. so that that way, like look at a guy like Eric Bieniemy, right? He leaves Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes so that he can then prove like, hey, no, no I can do this anywhere. I don't just need Patrick Mahomes to make this happen. I, I think it I, so something somebody like that, right, who has something to prove. Who, but again, for me, it's not someone that has had you know success solely in a quarterback with like an with RPOs and stuff. Like that, but just maybe someone who, I guess people because like, I, I talked to Dave Wanstead, Hub, and when Getsy first got hired, and I was here at the station, and we were talking, and he's I remember him saying it so clearly to my face. I was sitting right here, and he's like, you know, Gabe. Luke Getze can run any offense. I remember him saying that to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I worked with him at Pitt. I did this. He's like, he's. let's not forget, he worked here. He worked here. He did that. He's also did that. He can do anything. I've seen him do anything. And then it, <laughs> it almost seemed like that wasn't the case, uh, you know. But but that's who I want. I, I, I do want someone that can do absolutely anything. Yeah, I'll tell you what I might be interested in uh, is – college offensive coordinators who want to make okay. a link to the end. Because now you've got a guy who's been a coordinator, who's called placer. I mean, a guy who jumps out at me, not because I'm a Michigan alum, because of the job yeah. he did. Rasheed Moore is a guy who actually, you know, for, what, six games was a head, not six games, four games, I guess, was a head coach. And and so maybe you look there. And at least now you've got a guy who's done the job and who's called plays, and, and, and you have a better ability to read him, as opposed to looking at a lot of these NFL names who who most of whom haven't been coordinators yet, you're taking it just like you did with Luke Getze. And, and, you know, and I've been saying it all. So I, I don't have an opinion one way or the other about Luke Getze because we don't know 
what plays he was calling, what all the challenges sure. he had were, how much, you know, uh, uh, privacy, not privacy, but how much you know, security he had and what he was doing. Um, but I, I think it's what we just said before about players. You've got to trust Ryan Poles, you yeah. know, and, and, and I know it's Flus is higher. There's no question about that, but I'll guarantee you that him and Ryan are talking about it. Of course. And, and, and I think the two of their experience is, is, is at least going to give them a better opinion than I'm going to have or that any of our listeners. And by the way, when I don't agree with listeners or when I say something about fans, I'm not being critical of you. I'm not discounting your opinion, but I'm just pointing out. We, me and you, we haven't done these jobs before. What makes us qualified to be able to say what the best options are? Yeah, yeah. But but what bothers me about this particular hire, whether it's offensive or defensive coordinator, if you're looking at NFL people, you're not likely to get a guy who's already had success at that level and who's doing that job right yeah. now. So you're really taking a chance on younger qualified position coaches who are ready to take the next step. Yeah, and I think Ryan Poles and, and Coach Eberflus, now two years into their tenure, they, they probably feel like they had a, have a better grasp of, of how to do things, what they want, and what they could potentially be looking for. Uh, and we, we'll discuss more of that on the other side, all right? Uh, phone lines are open. If you have any thoughts, opinions on what we've been talking about, feel free to call in 312-644-6767. 67 at 8 o'clock hour, we got Andy Martinez to talk a little bit of Cubs baseball. But we continue with our Bears conversation after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez and Hub Arkish right here on 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. 
Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.